Hi everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Creative Ritual Podcast. Welcome back. I'm excited today to talk to you about ways in which the pandemic has changed me. This is just going to be a starting point. I've categorized my thoughts um, into different areas of my life. And yeah, I'm just going to think out loud with you. My hope with these episodes is always that they give you some time to kind of sink into the topic and think along with me to see if what I'm sharing feels true for you or not. And yeah, to kind of come forward with your own thoughts on how you're feeling about these things at the moment. I don't have a ton of announcements before we dive in. The biggest is probably that I have started another podcast called Finding Movement. So if you haven't listened to that, please give it a try. I'm very excited about this project. It's a space in which I talk about, as you can imagine, movement and how it can feel kind of liberatory, um, quite neutral, pleasurable. I'm recording kind of these roughly think pieces but also audio recorded movement practices and people have given me really sweet feedback on them so far so last week for example was it the week before I'm not sure now but anyway I recorded um, a self-massage practice for valentines I recorded a morning practice there's also a practice for confidence and boundaries so yeah check that out if you like and let me know what you think I'm coming to the end of my Pilates teacher training in which I'm specializing on um, practices and adaptations for people with disabilities, which is very exciting. I'm not sure exactly in what way that will become a part of my work, but I am the Venn diagram in my head, at least, <laughs> feels pretty clear. And there's something about creativity and movement practice um, and really embodiment you know, these topics have been part of my life for like many years now, but they're coming together in a deeper way, I'd say that. So I'm excited for that. Um, and I'll let you know how that goes. I, yeah, so the categories that I've been thinking about um, for this topic today are home, work, relationships, and then art and creativity. And obviously there's so much more to life, right? When we're thinking about how the pandemic has changed us, it has kicked off about three years ago, which really blows my mind. I think time has changed so much. There's so often moments where I'm not sure if something significant has happened in 21, 22, 2020, um, if it really even has happened at all, or if I maybe, maybe made it up or dreamed about it. But anyway, here we are. The calendar, at least, is telling us that three years ago, things got real. And yeah, I feel kind of felt important to mark that in some way with a reflective episode. I want to contextualize kind of how I've gone through the pandemic, because obviously our experiences are also different. And making space for these differences is really important. I don't mean to say in any way that... I can speak for everyone. I um, have been working through the pandemic. Um, I never lost my job. I've been making an income mostly through my web design practice, but also through running classes and having a Patreon, which I'm really grateful for. I did lose some contracts in the beginning, but I also received some government support for um, small self-employed people. 
I mean, I'm not small. I'm actually also small as a person, <laughs> or, or rather short. Uh, that's just a waffly sentence. I'm sorry. What I've been meaning to say was probably small businesses, um, sole traders, were receiving some support in the beginning of the pandemic, and that included me. I've also been living by myself, and I have not had care responsibilities for humans. I have been looking after lovingly two little dogs, um, but I don't have kids. And I also don't have family in this country. So I was someone who didn't see their family for two and a half years. Um, I went back home for the first time last summer. That was pretty big. I remember the moment I saw my mom for the first time after all these years, like yesterday, it was crazy. We met at a big train station. I was using my walking frame and there were so many crowds and it took really took us a while to find each other actually and then we just cried and hugged and it was really very beautiful. Anyway, I didn't mean to <laughs> trail off too much there. Um, but yeah, I have had access to healthcare, not always the healthcare I needed, but definitely the basics were there and I also had access to some outside space, which was really helpful. And I have a computer, I had access to the internet, I was able to take classes, um, which I really loved. And <clears throat> I think I'd say the hardest bits for me really were huge levels of anxiety, uncertainty in the first year, especially. And then in December 2020, I had a big accident, I was in hospital for 10 days. I had two surgeries since, I'm just waiting for another and my mobility was really compromised due to that and that was a big added layer of kind of grief and loss and physical and emotional pain and yeah, it's something I'm definitely still working with in some way, always will and it was really hard to go through that physically alone. I was supported by people who loved me but mostly at the distance, especially in the beginning, right after the accident, that was the depth of winter, the first winter lockdown. And so people just couldn't come see me in the hospital. They just couldn't see me at my home. Um, my nearest friends were uh, half an hour drive away because I had just moved to a new town and I didn't know anyone there yet. So that sucked. <laughs> and then um, another piece that was probably really the hardest thing that I've experienced in my life so far was that I lost a friend to suicide in December 2021 and yeah that too I think added another layer um, in a time that was already much less resourced than other times had been and experiencing things like attending a funeral online or you know not really being able to hug friends who are grieving was really difficult and yeah definitely has shaped that experience for me okay so now I've um kind of set the scene <laughs> with seven minutes in oh my god all right so I want to begin by thinking about home I think the pandemic has really given me permission to own how much of a homebody I am and I've always known that but I think there's this whole other layer and I know there is a bit of self-consciousness and like, yes, everyone started baking bread or growing stuff from seed if they could or, you know, redecor de de <laughs> redecorated. Um, but 
I mean, as much as that is true, I also feel like there's actually a real timelessness in that for me. And I haven't let go of these practices um, at the end of lockdowns. And, and they really just have become so valuable to me. And I don't want to feel self-conscious about how much of who I am they really are. Um, especially in the last two weeks, I have been feeling these moments of deep peace in my home of like tending to small things like doing my dishes, folding, folding laundry, preparing my tiny garden for spring and just feeling so connected to life in that way and feeling like, you know, this is really it. This is really something I've always wanted, that stability of knowing that this is my place in the world. I belong here. I have something to offer to this landscape and these communities and I don't have to change this like I don't have to move again if I don't want to and I have moved a lot in my life I've moved so often and not always in ways that were empowered or really my choice and so I can't tell you you know how much this means to me I'm also feeling much more of a sense of boundaries around my home having this really strong you know strong sense of it being my space because for so long no one would come in um, has been really interesting and of course you know it has been isolating in many ways and that has been hard but I think I just never had a, a place of my own in my life before I moved to Scotland in 2019 that I had such a strong sense of ownership of and I don't necessarily mean ownership as in like you know I, I own this place and it's forever mine I have bought my home in 2020 in September that year and I sadly had to sell that first home and buy another because I needed to move to the ground floor after my accident but I'm very aware that I'm just so temporary to this house in a way even if I spent my whole life here you know this house has been around for over 100 years before I came along and it is built in a way that I think it could easily spend another hundred years of being around after I'm I'm here, um, after I die. So there's the sense of like, you know, I'm just this part, I'm this guardian for now, for, for while I'm here. But at the same time, I also fill it with all my love and care. And I'm not great at DIY, but I'm trying to pick up these skills to really tend to it. And... The fact that for so long no one has come in also really just now gives me more um, awareness of who I really want in here and how. Um, it's not, I've never had like a home of my own that was this open door thing where people would just come and knock and have coffee. And I know for some people that's great, but I'm way too much an often <laughs> introvert for spontaneous visits like that. But yeah, it's really wonderful now to occasionally host people, make dinner, or my sister's coming to visit next week for a week, which I'm so, so excited for. But I think it symbolizes how I'm not making myself available for everything and everyone in my life anymore. I do live in my own space in this little hermit cave, and there's a sense of agency as to how I'm engaging with the world, you know, when I'm leaving it and who's coming in here that's my choice and I I couldn't be more grateful yeah in terms of work I feel like I have a deeper sense of resilience and trust 
I think in 2019, if you had asked me, you know, what if this huge thing happens that really changes everything, what do you think would happen to your work? I would have really freaked out. And I have freaked out, of course, in 2020. There was this period where, yes, people moved online, but it took some time. And initially people, at least in my experience, were very hesitant to make big financial commitments. And building a website is exactly that. It is a big investment for most people. And so I totally understand that some of my clients freaked out and pulled out of agreements that we had at the time. And then there was this other wave of people who really wanted to move their businesses online and had to do that in order to survive um, and maybe didn't have a budget to work with someone one-on-one. So I was trying to serve them by offering courses and group experiences that were more affordable and would teach them those skills um, so they can implement them in their business. And I think with that, what I'm seeing now, there was such a sense of urgency. And again, that's real, but I'm when I'm talking to other small business owners that are kind of sole traders the way I am, there is this shared sense of, wow, like we have really burned the candle at two ends. Is that how the saying goes? <laughs> because, um, you know, you know something and you want other people to know it so badly because you think it can help them. And it can, but yeah, there were definitely moments where I maybe overstretched myself a little bit and could have maybe actually offered more in more sustainable ways if I had paced myself a little bit differently or given myself more time to pause. But there's also so much beauty that I think has come out of that. Firstly, I'm so excited to see how much more common working from home has become and how much more common it also has become for people to state their needs around their work, be that because they're neurodivergent or have mental health problems or some other kind of disability. Yeah, I just think it has become so much more normalized to say, you know, for these reasons, this is how I need to set up my work and this is what I have to offer and this is what I don't have to offer. I think that's really opened up a lot for a lot of people and that makes me super happy. I also feel like... there's been this increase in really valuing honest connections with people. I left social media at the end of 2020 and have never regretted that. I have a small private dummy account on Instagram to look at memes, but I'm not on social media for my work anymore. And that is a really beautiful gift I was able to give myself. I think it has allowed me to kind of take some of the screen time that I was spending on that end and spend it instead on really meaningful connections with people online. I feel like have friendships with people that really, you know, offer a lot to me that I've never met. And I'll talk more about that in the relationship section, but that is really cool. And some really beautiful creative collaborations have come out of that. And that makes me feel like it's tying back to this piece of resilience and creativity Um, that comes out of a time that you know really just forced us to think about how we want to use technology what it means to us and how we bring the humanness to it that we all need in one way or another I am approaching eight years in business next week actually that's my business birthday and that is a wonderful number I love the eight of pentacles especially in relationship 
to work and it feels like a just a lovely milestone to hit and I think another big lesson for me in the pandemic was really staying connected to the bigger picture because there was this long stretch of time where there was so much uncertainty that it felt really hard to make long-term plans you know I know people have been trying to open shops or train in another way and so often along the way you could hold these dreams and really treasure them but there was a big element of not knowing if you could actually attend the training in person or if you could actually find a shop that's affordable that you could rent and so I understand why many of us feel this sense of hesitancy around long-term plans but for me at this stage it has really kind of left me this uncertainty I do feel really connected to this being my life's work and that being something that really kind of um, allows me to pace myself in a sustainable way there's not that urgency anymore um, and that is really that's really beautiful I also feel like this time you know all of us we had so much more time to think about ourselves right or to think about the big questions in life um, sometimes there was little else to do and that was maddening in some ways quite literally but I think something that came out of that for me was also kind of understanding that it isn't always a great idea to ask yourself what your big purpose in life is because sometimes it's just about identifying and getting closer to the things you really love and sharing them with others and that's so much simpler than sitting down in a moment of anxiety and existential dread and being like well what is actually my purpose in life I feel yeah like reframing it in that way has really given me a sense of peace and also a sense of being right-sized because so much of the narrative around finding your purpose is is I feel very tied to kind of western individualism and capitalism where we feel we're only worthy when we become these people who make these big waves of change in huge communities and we change lives and you know we run these six-figure businesses and I think if if nothing else the pandemic has taught us like what for you know um some of that might be true for you and that's great but you, we have to ask like what is underneath those desires like what do I want six figures for what exactly would I do with that money and how can I stay connected to a sense of enoughness rather than really wasting my lifetime chasing something and always being out to look for the next thing that I can do um yeah I think you know having having spent so much time in the beginning feeling anxious about all kinds of things I just so treasure these moments now where I feel I can rest in myself and I can trust that things are enough and there's always something that will come next and I can be curious about that without kind of forcing it or pushing myself to extend myself beyond what is sustainable for me all right so thinking next about relationships Ooh, so as I mentioned I didn't see my family for two and a half years and that was hard in a lot of ways but it also gave me a real chance to reconsider how I'm relating to my family especially my extended family and I will say that I think some of those relationships have been changed forever 
And some things have needed me to draw new kinds of boundaries where in the past when I was more engaged and kind of around a few times per year or people would come visit, I'd be too in it to understand really what I needed and also name things that weren't okay for me. And this big break has allowed me, yeah, to have enough distance to see those patterns that maybe I don't want to engage with anymore. And that's not like a big dramatic thing necessarily, but it is still something that I really treasure. And I hear that from a lot of people. I think, yeah, distance makes the heart grow fonder and it also makes you more aware <laughs> of this stuff that you have going on sometimes. And that can be a good thing. I feel really happy in my friendship circle at the moment. I feel like things have shifted definitely, but also really come together in a beautiful way. I feel more accepting of the fact that some friendships are not forever and that things can be fluid while we at the same time also make really deep and beautiful commitments to each other. And yeah, just kind of trusting that process of being open to new people, but also letting some things come to their natural end sometimes. Um, like I mentioned, I have some friendships with people I've never met and I, I think that we kind of um, gravitated initially to each other around very specific niche topics on the internet and that's so exciting and now having the chance to, you know, have an occasional hour-long chat on Zoom or really exchanging longer meaningful voice notes feels so beautiful to me and even if I will never met these people, that's that's really valuable to me. And at the same time, I think there's also been a, a shift where like a like a year or so after the last lockdown ended, <clears throat> I still consider myself someone who's fairly careful around socializing. But there's also been the shift where I notice like, oh, there are actually things locally that I would like to have more capacity for. And if I just hang out with people on zoom all the time you know there's only so much social energy I have and I want to rebalance that a little bit again and maybe that will always be some kind of dance but I think for me um I will always yeah I think connecting in meaningful ways with people online will always be a big part of my life I think differently around about romance as well I think having lived on my own in a place that I really love and own for the past few years has has allowed me to approach dating and romantic relationships from a much more empowered place um I've been living before I live um, before I moved to Scotland in 2019 I was mostly living uh, in Berlin and Amsterdam and in Brighton and then some other places for shorter periods of time but those were all places where um rent was incredibly expensive and the rental market was really messed up basically and so I moved around a lot like I said and some of the living conditions I was in were really not that great and very precarious and unstable and um, you know just not what I needed and I think that I can see now how that deep uncertainty around such basic things has really impacted the way I was relating to people romantically and <clears throat> I think there's so much to unpack there around how we yeah you know like how at this time and age still we place so much importance on romantic partners meeting all our needs and really finding someone to move in with together and share your life and 
it makes sense in so many ways. It is much cheaper to share a home. Um, you know, of of course it's valid to one partnership, but I think this time and also being able to inhabit a home of my own has really, yeah, allowed me to be a little bit more discerning with what I open myself to and also have more trust and confidence in my ability to have a really good time on my own and to meet a lot of my own needs. Not all of them, of course, not we're all interdependent beings and that's beautiful, but I just feel so much clearer about what I have to offer and what I need from relationships. Um, I also had this thought in 2020 um, of really learning to accept the love that's already there. I recorded um, a movement practice about this idea over on the Finding Movement podcast the other day and that was fun to think about in such depth because I think, especially in the first few lockdowns, um, here in the UK we weren't allowed to have a bubble initially so if you were single and you're living alone you you probably wouldn't be touched for like month and month at a time basically and of course that was hard but it also made me pause at times and think like you know to what extent am I really sinking into being present to appreciating with love and attention the relationships I have in my home with my two dogs with my house plants with my dogs and you know debatable if a, if a book loves you back I do feel loved by my books in some ways and I certainly feel loved by my dogs you know and I think I was sometimes in lockdown sitting there being like oh my gosh I just so wish I could go for dinner at the beach with someone I so wish someone would come around and we could just have a hug and I'm not denying myself these desires in any way like that was super real and okay but um you know, from this place of desire, I think I became more aware of what was already there. And that is something that has stayed with me and that I really hope will stay with me for the rest of my life. Um, and then also this, this way of really connecting to the land, local landscape. I think so many of us have become much more aware of the season changing because time has started to move in these weird and mysterious ways. And so we orient much deeper to you know, what are the trees doing? What is the river doing? What's the sky doing? What's happening in the sea? Um, and that really means a lot to me. I think it has given me a deeper sense of belonging that I've never had before in my life. And that has a ripple effect to so many other things, to how I trust in my future and um, to where I am and, and just trusting the pace of what I'm doing. And, and those are all really valuable things as well. Yeah, and then there's been lots of loss and grief in relationships as well. A few people that I lost touch with, my friend who died, and um, I think overall also this awareness that, you know, not everyone has made it whom I love, and no one has died in my immediate family, um, but people got pretty ill at times, and some of them were older, and I think that's just given me much more awareness for our mortality and that's not a bad thing either in some ways. I think that's given me a little bit more presence um, and a sense of your know, preciousness and yeah, accepting the love that's already there basically. <sighs> Moving on to my last topic which is art and creativity. 
One thing that comes to mind here is this idea of curation and really appreciating that because we've spent so many years um, in a period of time where our, our main kind of access to education and community and learning and connection was online. And then there are these moments also where we talked a lot about Zoom fatigue and it just all being a little bit too much and feeling overwhelmed. And so curation, I think to me, is such a beautiful practice now. I've just this weekend reorganized my bookshelf to set myself up for the next six months of study. And I was really kind of thoughtful about how I arranged my books into different categories and what I wanted to prioritize to have like right in my on my eye level, basically. And that was cool. Yeah, it just also made me think about how I kind of do the same online and how important that practice is, how we how we relate to the resources that are available to us, I think is really important in, in what we make of them. And then another piece, I think, is the simplicity of practice that has become clearer to me before the pandemic and still now. I'm excited about so many different things. I'm definitely a dabbler. I definitely have different projects on the go at any point in time but I think this the, these long stretches of time where there was no other in-person stimulation has really allowed me to see and feel in my body the deep value and meaning a continuous committed practice has with compassion you know not saying that it has to be perfect or every day but there has to be this like underlying commitment of like I am an artist even if I sometimes don't have enough energy to touch my projects, but I just know in my heart of hearts, I will always at the end of the day be connected to these things and they have so much to teach me and I want to give so much of myself to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're getting to half an hour and this feels like a good place to almost end. I think there's so much more to say about art and practice actually but maybe that will be another episode so yeah I wonder what felt true for you thinking about your home how you went through these years how you would situate yourself how your work has changed how you maybe learn to trust in your own creativity and resilience somewhere maybe what has changed in your relationship uh, relationships and your emotional landscape in that way and then in your practice and art and creativity and how you relate to those things. I also would love to say so much more about hopes for the future, but maybe that's something I'll do in conversation with other people on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you like, please check out my other podcast, Finding Movement. Um, please leave me a review. That would be really wonderful. Um, it really makes a difference. And again, thank you so much. <music>